Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlets and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Hey everybody, welcome. This is Marnie Swedberg. Welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends. Excited to have you with us this afternoon. We're going to be talking about how to design a signature speech that planners want to book. So ideally this program is for speakers or people who want to do speaking and this program is going to help you to understand the definition of a signature speech. Our guest Elizabeth Bachman is also going to be sharing the big, the three biggest reasons even smart savvy presenters aren't getting results when they speak and also her five P's to mastering a signature speech that sells. Our guest today is Elizabeth Bachman. Her website is elizabethbachman.com, and Bachman is spelled like the flower company, Bachman, B-A-C-H-M-A-N. And uh, she's an international opera director and presentation skills trainer who helps business professionals, authors, and speakers learn how to stand in their own power, find their unique voices, attract exciting new customers, and close more sales. I'm excited to have her here with us today. Welcome to you, Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Marnie. It's such an honor to be on your show. Well, you have kind of an interesting bio. You are an opera director. So (laughs) as an international (laughs) opera director, what does your life look like? Well, I, I started out as an actor, Let's tell you the truth, I've been dead. Oh, my, I think we've just lost Elizabeth. So we are going to talk for just a moment until she comes back. This is kind of sad, but I just, I believe that uh, the, actually the system looks like it dropped her. And I know sometimes that happens to you guys, too. Every once in a while it happens to me. And uh, we watch as people get dropped and call back in through the hour. Thank you for doing that every whenever that little glitch happens there. Elizabeth, welcome back to you. Thank you. Sorry about that. It's one of the things you learn in the theater is things happen. So um, anyway, uh, as I was saying, you asked me how I went from being an international opera director to being a presentation skills trainer. And I've actually been dedicated to the art of great communication since I was about, since I first walked on stage at the age of five. And, you know, my mom said I was the best damn bunny rabbit that ever graced the stage of the Hillside School, and I was hooked. So uh, (laughs) I went from acting to directing in theater to directing opera and and worked my way up from – from driving the truck and sweeping the stage. That was actually my first opera job. And up to directing at the Metropolitan Opera and internationally, where I directed such luminaries as Luciano Pavarotti, Placido Domingo, and hundreds and hundreds of others. Uh, And now the cool part is that I am working with business professionals to help them 
speak, people who have a message to give. And I'm particularly happy to talk about that on, on your show, Marnie, because you have so many people who have a message. And my feeling is that our job as speakers, our privilege and our responsibility as speakers is to master the craft of delivering a message so that you can be a channel for the inspiration that fills you. Uh, You can call it God or spirit or the muse or whatever it is, but I think we can all agree that we we get inspired from something outside ourselves. Uh, My delight and privilege is to help people shape that inspiration and that message into a form that an audience can best take in and then take action. So that's why I like people mastering a signature speech that sells. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's great to have you here to talk about this too. And I, I like where how you started. Like you mentioned, you started with the opera, driving the truck and sweeping the floor. And I think that a lot of times people, when they're first going into speaking, they think that they won't need to pay any kind of dues like that. And I love that that's where your story started because that's where every story starts. Um, There may be a few amazing people who don't um, do that. But I think about, you know, I think about Joseph in the Bible, you know, spent 10 years in prison um, before he got to be in charge of Egypt. And, uh, you know, he was learning a lot of lessons there as an innocent prisoner uh, during his wait. And so a lot of you are wanting to be on a big platform and you shouldn't rule that out as something possible for the future, but there's dues to pay. And one of the things that, you know, we encourage you to do is work on a signature speech, work on something that is so, uh, well, in fact, I'm going to pass that one back to you, Elizabeth. Will you please define for our audience what a signature speech really is? Well, a signature speech is something that you have worked on and crafted until you can do it at the drop of a hat. And, and then you will tweak it a little bit. It's always, it's a living thing. I do believe it's an art. And Mm -hmm. so it will change a little bit every time you do it, but you have the basics. And that's wonderful because then if you have a signature speech that you could use, say, at a 20-minute networking event where you've got 20 minutes to speak, you can compress it to when you've only got 10, or you can expand it to an hour or a full-day workshop if you're a trainer, Uh, But it gives you a basic thing to start from. And the wonderful thing is once you have it and you have one that will reliably get you sales, then it's like having a license to print money. You just go out and speak over and over and over again. And every time you bring in a few people and, uh, and make a little money. If you're doing a keynote, it's the same sort of thing. You'll do a basic keynote and get paid for that, and you get known for that sort of thing. And then most of the time, all you need to do is tweak the details to know, are you speaking to a group of tech, uh, you know, a group of of hackers, and they're all under 30, or are you grouping a group of executives who are in their 60s or whatever? So it, and, and it's very much like, being a performer, 
honing a performance. If you think about doing Broadway, you're doing the same material eight times a week. It is your, you, can, you have to keep it alive every time and you have to learn how to do it the first time. But then once you do it, every time, every time you do it, you go ka-ching, ka-ching. And <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, I like that analogy. I like that analogy too because um, the, the Broadway artist, the, the um, actor, actress, actually is given a script whereas the speaker has to come up with their own. And we're going to talk a little bit later in the hour about the five P's to mastering a signature speech. But um, it, is, it is kind of, well, I don't know that it's tricky. It, there, is an, there is an art to finding out what your signature speech should be. And that's kind of what you work mm-hmm. with people to do, as well as to hone it and to make it the best it could be. Um, what you know, you talk about directing opera and public speaking. What do they have in common? <laughs> what, what do they have to do with each other? Having uh, it turns out that the skills you need to sell a song are not that different from the skills you need to sell a product or a service or an idea. Um, it's just different vocabulary. So once I realized that, and I had been uh, it, I had been helping people sort of here and there, helping friends, and then I realized that there was truly an art to this. Um, I started because I founded a nonprofit, and suddenly I had to make speeches that wouldn't just entertain people, but had to get people to open their wallets. And that was when I learned the art and the tools of speaking to get results. And part of what breaks my heart is I see so many speakers out there who go out and they give their speech and then they get to the point where they're asking for the money or they're asking for the action or the donation or whatever and nothing happens. And then they give up and they say, oh, well, I guess there's Nobody wants to hear my message. But it's not necessarily that they don't want to hear your message. It just might be that that you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know that there are tools out there that can help you deliver the message in a way that your audience will say, ah, she's speaking just to me. And so that's Mm. a big part of what I do. And the Mm. other piece of it is that, only 7% of what people perceive about you comes from your words. And the other 93% is how you deliver them. It's who you are. Especially if you're speaking to make a sale, buying decisions are emotional. We all know this. So it's the emotional feel of doing a speech where someone will listen to a podcast, listen to you over the radio, or they'll see you in person and they'll say, oh, I want what she has. I want to do it that way. And then, and then the logic comes to back up the emotional decision that's already been made. Hmm. So um, I love that. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, Elizabeth, because I am not an actress. I mean, I, there is almost nothing I would rather not do. <laughs> <laughs> try to pretend to be someone else. I, I'm just really, really good at being me, but I am. I can't pretend to be someone else. I just can't do it. I've tried a few times in my life, and the theater is not for me. But what I love about speaking is that I get to be truly authentically me and just 
mm-hmm. you know, be up there and, 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 and give this talk that is coming from the most authentic place inside of me. And I, that is my favorite part about speaking. So it's interesting to me because, uh, because you're combining kind of the two into one, um, as, you know, because yes. to me they're just extremely different arts. Well, it's, it's the same set of tools. And the cool right. thing yeah. is that we have 3,000 years of theater history to pull, to pull from, and the, the, the Greeks were the first people who wrote it all down, but, uh, they, but they probably learned it from somebody else. Actually, they probably learned it from priests. And so human beings have been studying ways of presenting a concept so that people will follow them for probably mm-hmm. as long as human beings are <laughs> right. around. And authenticity yeah. is, is very important. It is, authenticity is crucial, actually. And if you don't have the right tools to get people to then take action, you can be as authentic and people say, oh, that was wonderful. I loved it. But they're not actually going to sign up to work with you. Mm-hmm. If you're a coach, for instance, or a combination. And right. I see I that it. a lot. I see that a lot. And that's why uh, I used to call this mastering a signature speech. And I finally said, uh, mastering a signature speech um, that sells, really what I mean is mastering a signature speech that excites your audience and makes them realize that they need to invest in themselves by working with you. But that, of course, is way too long to say. So I just say master signature speaks for cells. And I hope nobody objects to the cell word. It's just a nice short way to say, get people on your side to buy in and say, ooh, I want to work with her or him. Right. And I can't see who could... Uh, the cell word is such a great word. We've been selling ever since our babies were born. And, you know, it's like come to dinner... You know, I mean, it's like yeah. all sales, just all sales. So we're going to take a quick break and come right back and talk about um, the three biggest reasons why even smart, savvy presenters aren't getting the results when they speak. And we're going to come right back and talk a little bit more with our guest, Elizabeth Bachman, and that is also the name of her website, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H, Bachman, B-A-C-H-M-A-N.com. We'll be right back. Across America, rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. And welcome back. We're visiting today with Elizabeth Bachman about how to design a signature speech that planners want to book. Before I bring Elizabeth back in, I want you guys to know that not only is she a speaker trainer who works with people to um, hone and get ready to present their signature speech, but she's also fluent in five languages. She's directed over 50 operas around the world. 
and she has a wealth of tools to help business professionals become fabulous presenters. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. This is a delight. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. You actually have three reasons um, why speakers aren't aren't getting the results that they hope for. And maybe before you go into the three reasons, I would guess that the result that we all want as a speaker is that our audience uh, both understands the importance of what we're sharing with them as well as how to apply it to their life, as well as they are motivated to actually take action. Is that pretty much what all speakers want? I think so, yeah. I just absolutely. It's really motivation to take action is, is a huge piece of it, and that's a piece I see that is missing. So, you, so they may understand and they may see how it applies to their lives, but I go to a lot of networking events, and um, it, it's really easy to know, to take the flyer, you put it in your bag as you're walking out the door, and then you find it again a week later, and, and you're not motivated to do anything about it. So <clears throat> a, big part of, a big part of what I do is help people monetize their ideas, monetize what they're passionate about. And, uh, and to do that, you really need three things. You need to have a strategy, you need to have a script, and you need to be able to deliver the script in a compelling and effective way. And the three big mistakes that I see people make uh, fit with each of those. So the third biggest mistake is that you're not, they don't, people don't think you're relevant. And that really means, that's a, a question of strategy. And it is choosing the right audience. You've got to make sure that you're giving people what they're looking for might not be what they need. And speakers say to me all the time, well, everybody needs what I have to say. But for instance, if you're, um, say you're a dating coach or a relationship coach, and I've had relationship coaches say to me many times, well, it's also about the relationship with yourself. But for me personally, <clears throat> I've been happily married for 26 years. So if somebody is publicizing something about finding the love of your life, I'm not going to go because I don't think I need that. And I probably need all that information about the relationship with myself, but I'm not going to go unless it's addressing a pain that I think I have. So here's what I suggest to people. I suggest that, I recommend that you write this down if you're listening to it because uh, these are secrets that have saved me thousands of dollars over the years. Um, and frankly, they've cost me thousands of dollars when I forget them. <laughs> and I'm, I'm human. I've been known to leave things out. Anyway, uh, the answer to that one is match your message to the room. So write that down. Match your message to the room. Second biggest mistake is too much how, not enough why. 
And Marnie, I don't know how many of your audiences, how many in your audience are speakers or are thinking about being speakers, but we become a speaker because there's something that we're passionate about. And if you think about just talking about what you're passionate about, you might be having a fabulous time, but your audience might not. And again, it's they, you have to address what they're looking for. Uh, it's the old what's in it for me, you know, the old with me thing. It's, uh, you've got to make, show people what's in it for them and what the benefits are. Uh, and to tell the truth, it's, it goes back to sales 101. You want to sell the benefits, not the features. You want to sell the sizzle, not the steak. And yet I see speaker after speaker after speaker who get, they're so excited about what it is they do that they get sidetracked into how it's going to happen. And uh, I don't know if, if, if you've ever, if you've ever been sidetracked into that, Marnie, I sure have. <laughs> but oh yeah, it's, it's really. Well, yeah. I think what you said, what you said earlier, is true. It's really hard not to, because you already yeah. the whys. The whys are very obvious to you. So obvious you can't even imagine someone else can't see why. Right. Exactly. So here's the way I like to think about it is. Your job as a speaker is not, your job as a speaker is not to teach them what you do or how to do what you do. Your job is to teach them how to invest in themselves by working with you. Now, this is for, for people who are speaking, uh, platform speaking, or up there speaking to get people to get clients and such. Uh, <clears throat> granted, if it's a workshop, you're going to teach them some of what, you're, what you know how to do. But I don't know anybody who can teach everything they know in one workshop or in one weekend. I, I don't know about you, but... Uh, <laughs> well, and it, we've addressed this on this show before, too, because honestly, unless you're teaching how to open your email bin or something very, some teaching life concepts that you've studied and you're the expert in, and this is your field of expertise. If you can share everything in one day or in one hour, you're really not the expert on it. Yeah, exactly. So what I like to do is think of myself as a figure of hope. And there are times mm -hmm. I will sometimes say that to myself before I start and say, I am a figure of hope and my job is to give them the hope that they can solve their problem through working with me. It makes it I easier. I love that phrase. Yeah, I love that phrase. Yeah. So as a speaker, you are a figure of hope. The other part I like about it is it reminds me that it's about them, not me. Because the key, I mean, the, the other trap that, speakers fall into all the time, any expert. I, I work with a lot of techies and, and scholars. I'm out here in San Francisco, Silicon Valley. So I work with a lot of people who know a whole lot about things that I don't have a clue what they're talking about. And it makes, if you get into much about too much of the how, those of us who are not intimately involved with it yet will glaze over. 
So I really remind people to say not so much how, more of the why. You want to sell the sizzle, not the steak. Mm, And the third biggest mistake is being bland or pushy. So, so Marnie, have you ever seen a bland speaker? Yes. Have you ever seen a pushy yes, speaker? I have, to, I, have to, I have to tell you that I'm not sure if I can remember who it was. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. No, I mean, the thing, is, the thing is that there's, you know, there's, like you're saying, there's people at both ends of the spectrum, at every end right. of the spectrum. Really. Yeah. Yes. And, and here's the other thing to write this down. Sales is like sex. Nothing happens till somebody gets excited. Don't say that one again. Sales is like sex. Nothing happens until somebody gets excited. And this is the part of partic- this is the delivery part. When I mentioned you need strategy, script, and delivery. The script is really where you talk about not so much how and give more why. That touches on the script, but you also need the delivery. And that, of course, is what I've spent over 30 years teaching people how to do, how to be fabulous in front of a group. Uh, my, my client, Mary, is, uh, had a, a problem with her delivery. Uh, she's a writing coach, so her words are great. But when she gets up in front of a group, her voice gets very soft and it kind of goes into a monotone and her shoulders hunch up by her ears. And she forgets to smile. So we worked together on how, how she delivered her excellent text. And she sent me an email the other day that said, oh, my God, it was amazing. I was really nervous because I only had three minutes on stage. I wasn't allowed to make an offer. But I did what you told me. I used the tools and techniques that you gave me. And my friends said later they'd never seen me so grounded or compelling. And best of all, Mm -hmm. afterwards, eight people came up to my table at the back of the room and signed up for my introductory program. That means I made $8,000 in three minutes. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So this is why it matters. And the other wonderful thing about having, again, having a signature speech is it's just like being a, you know, doing anything else. The more you practice, the better you get at it. And practicing it in front of a group and practicing and having somebody with, in, who can give you informed feedback, who's watching and analyzing, will help you a lot. But that's what I did for Luciano Pavarotti and Placido Domingo and all those opera singers, they knew what they were doing. Sometimes it would be a role that they'd sung a hundred times. My job was to be out front and to give them maybe that one little tweak that would take it from okay to great. And Mm. that's really the, the part I really love about what I do is helping people go from okay to really great. And my, my client, Debbie, told me the other day, uh, she said, I'm so glad you forced me to work on this speech because last week I made $12,000 from two speaking engagements. 
that's the value of practicing, honing it, not giving, not being, not settling for okay, but really trying to make it a little better every time. That, and these are the people I like to work with, the ones who are saying, okay, I know I can be better, but I can't do it from inside my head. I'll work with someone who can be, who's trained the best and who can be that informed feedback that will just help me make that, those few little tweaks, sometimes it's from scratch and sometimes it's just those few little tweaks to really change it from an okay speech to a speech that has people running up and begging to work with you. So great. Well, this is Marty Fleberg. We're visiting today with Elizabeth Bachman. She is a speaker, uh, trainer, and coach for people wanting to perfect a signature speech, and her website is elizabethbachman.com. We're going to take a short break and come back, and she is going to share with us her five Ps to mastering a signature speech that sells. Don't go anywhere. ever need a guest speaker or maybe you're a speaker who's available to go check out womenspeakers.com the largest online directory of christian women speakers in the world since 2002 connecting thousands of planners with over 1300 speakers speakers are available to you from every state denomination experience level and fee range you simply search when you have time anytime day or night and connect directly with the speakers that interest you no middlemen no hidden fees it's all simple easy enjoyable and online check it out today at womenspeakers.com that's www.womenspeakers.com Welcome back. We're talking about how to design a signature speech that planners want to book. Our guest today is Elizabeth Bachman of ElizabethBachman.com. And we are going to talk now. Elizabeth has five Ps to master a signature speech that sells. So what I'd like us to do in this next uh, half hour here, Elizabeth, if it's okay, is for you to present mm-hmm. one of the Ps. Uh, maybe if you, I don't know if you want to do an overview real quick, but then one by one, let's go through them and um and understand how to master a signature speech. Well, as much as you can tell us in 30 minutes. (laughs) I'll do the best I can. Uh, First of all, I'm going to invite anybody, those who are listening, to take a piece of paper, a clean piece of paper, and draw a star in the middle of it. Uh, I'm known as the star maker for speakers. Actually, it's something one of my clients said, and I said, oh, great, I'll use that. (laughs) So (laughs) I use a star. Uh, And here's a little bonus tip, by the way. If you are a speaker, it helps a lot to have have a graphic that people can look at. It really helps the visual learners. And most of the time, I actually don't use PowerPoint if I'm in a small enough room because I want people – I like to give people the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic experience because I know that there will be – auditory and kinesthetic learners in my audience, as well as the visual learners. And so I want to give them each something to do. So make a five-point star. And the first P, I'm going to go through it just, uh, go through it easily. The first P is profit. And that's where I always start with my clients is how do you, what is your strategy? That addresses the first thing I said earlier is you need a strategy. What is your strategy? Where are your ideal clients? Who is it who really needs you? Are they either potential clients or potential referral partners? And 
that's where you, we talk about how to match your message to the room. So that's the planning part. The second P is patterns of speech. And that's really where we hone your words so that you get phrases that work. And then these are phrases that you can use over and over again in the speech, out of the speech. But they're your nuggets that people will like. And we really talk about basically so that people know whenever you're talking to somebody, they know who you are, what you do, and how to send you business. Because this is, this is a business for most of us. The third P is pre-framing. And this is where I, uh, this is a, a neuro-linguistic programming phrase where you think about objections that might be coming up and tell a story that will, that will counter those objections before you start. Um, Marnie, what, do you, what are the objections that you find, the, the three big categories that you, that you hear? Uh, no time, uh, mm-hmm. no money, and... Yep. Hmm. I'm not sure what the third one is. The third one that I find is... I can think of somebody else, but it's not for me. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's actually, it's success. Hmm. It's the, well, that's fine for you, but that'll never work for me. Okay, sure. And quite often when you get an expert up there who's speaking and they talk about all the wonderful things they've done, if they don't talk about how they were down in the, in the drags, sweeping the stage and driving the truck, people will say, well, that's fine for her, but that, how would that ever work for me? So mm-hmm. you have to, so you can do a lot towards addressing those three, three items in your speech before you get to the point of asking people to make an investment, to make a decision or a call to action. And uh, the fourth P is a double one. It's presence and projection. There again, who you are in the room is what's going to make people invest with you. And so you've got to have great charisma, great presence. And you need to project that presence, that authenticity, if you will, you need to project yourself into the shoes of your listeners. And so uh, a lot of what I do is also around the melody of your message. When something mm-hmm. like that we're doing here, this is a very auditory medium. So I'm trying to tell stories that will evoke images in people's minds so that the visual listeners are going to, uh, are going to have something to connect to. You know, my other half will sit and watch videos all day and because they're a visual learner. And I personally am an auditory learner, and you kind of have to chain me to the chair to get me to watch a video. And so you, you want to make sure that you have your presence and projection and the melody of your message. All of that works together. And the fifth P is practice, because nobody plays Hamlet the first time they pick up the speech. 
or the script. <laughs> you have to you have to give it time. Uh, most of the time, I spend six months with people because mm. it can take up to three months to to get the skin place, and it can take up to three months to get to start getting speaking gigs. So you have to know you have to start. We start them looking for speaking gigs on day one. As, as soon as we have a title and some bullet points, we start them out there looking for speaking gigs because most places are booked at least two months out. And uh, I actually, uh, I book speakers for, for an organization that I'm part of, and I speak to people, to producers, event producers all over the world, and they're flooded with speakers. But they don't have that many good speakers who can inspire, educate, and close a sale. So having that strategy together and then practicing it makes a huge difference. Hmm. Well, so why don't we dive in a little? Yeah, yeah. I love it, love it. And you guys have your star there. So let's go ahead and dive into the profit portion here, um, mm-hmm. and just give us some give us some thoughts about that. How to think about that? Well, one of the things that you can do is get together with a friend, get together with a fellow speaker, actually, and and think about you really want to define who's your niche, who are the people who need you, and then you want to be able to describe yourself so that you are a category of one. So one of the things I like to do is help people come up with their 30-second elevator speech that's memorable and interesting in a way that focuses on the benefit. And in order to do that, you have to know who needs that benefit. What benefit are they looking for? And um, I've actually, uh, I have a digital program that I sell on my website that's called How to Get Booked as a Speaker, Taking Your Show on the Road. And you've got to start out with who do, who do you want to talk to and define your niche. There's an old saying that a niche will make you rich. It's... Um, <laughs> And actually, and here's and to address an objection that I get a lot is I hear lots of people, especially women, say, well, but I don't want to exclude all the others. But imagine, imagine if you're, say, um, you help your divorce counselor, you help people recover from divorce. Do you want to say, I'm looking for women who are just getting divorced? Or do you want to say, I'm looking for women who have been divorced and are now ready to move on with their lives? Doesn't that narrow it down in a useful way? Mm-hmm. And I, I also know of a, a massage therapist who he was, uh, was working along and he, he could barely give away his sessions. So he worked he worked together, but he was also a triathlete. And so he started billing himself as the massage therapist for triathletes. And now he's turning people away at the door. He's got a waiting list because he defined himself. 
And that doesn't mean that other people won't find you. But if you hone in on the core people you want to serve and describe yourself that way, it's much easier to think of who fits that category and, and send them to you. Another thing that comes into that, and this is a thing I also hear especially from women, is this whole concept of not, be, not wanting to shut out the other people who might be interested by defining yourself is really a scarcity mindset. And if you aim for the fewer core clients, it's kind of like having a target. You're throwing darts at a target, and you put the clients that you really love, that you really want to work with, in the center of that target. Other darts are going to come in and hit some of the outer rings. So you'll get people who don't really fit, but they're, they're interested in who you are. But if you can define yourself as the trainer for so-and-so, you know, as the star maker for speakers who helps you get results. I work with speakers who want to get results. Speakers who just want to get out there and talk about what they're interested in, great, wonderful. I applaud you. I think it's marvelous. But I'm really interested in the speaker who wants their speech to change lives and get people to actually do something about it. And to do that, you've got to get people in to work with you. Does that help? That was, yeah, it was really good. And even just how you phrased that right there, the draw to, uh, the, draw to the person who says, that's me, that's, that's me. <laughs> I'm the person yes. she likes to work with, you know. And it's okay that everybody doesn't have that emotion because the people who don't have that emotion don't feel left out. Any more than yeah. I don't feel left out when I drive by eating eating establishments that I'm not going to stop at today. I don't feel left out because other people are eating there. It's, it's okay. Yeah. We, can, we can narrow this down and get specific. Really, really good. This hour is flying by. We're going to take a quick break and come back, and Elizabeth's going to share the four other P's to mastering a signature speech that sells. Don't go away. We're going to be right back. a huge difference between working for God and allowing God to work through us. My latest book, Flow Through Vessel, explains how to master the habit of letting God flow through our lives. When we try to do everything good for God, we quickly fail. But when we learn how to allow God to flow His life and love through us, we find strength for the day. Check out this new Bible study resource at www.marnie.com. That's www.marnie.com. take a few moments right after the show and help me out. I am curious who we're missing. So for example, do you know of any speaker who is missing from womenspeakers.com? Do you know of a guest expert who you'd love to hear me interview on Marnie's Friends? Or maybe you know of a major Christian women's event group that is not yet represented over at womensevents.info. Would you just take a moment after the show, swing over to Marnie.com and use the support link at the bottom of any page to recommend her to us. That would be awesome. I thank you for partnering with me in ministry, and God bless your day. 
Welcome back. This is Marnie. We're having such a great time this afternoon talking with Elizabeth Bachman of ElizabethBachman.com. She is a speaker, author, presentation trainer, and she's been sharing with us how to design a signature speech that planners want to book. Elizabeth, I'm going to pass it back to you. we got four Ps, and we have uh, not too much time left. So go ahead and uh, share the, the second one with us. Well, the second one, I I spoke of it earlier, it's the patterns of speech so that people know as you talk about what you do, if you're going to talk about it in a way, in language, that makes people know immediately who you are and and how to help you. And we had talked about pre-framing, which is countering objections, so, so that the next inevitable step is your offer. Uh, and I like to think about the success. We were talking earlier about the no time, no money, and no success. And I find a lot of people say, well, you know, that'll, that sounds nice, but it'll never work for me. And I also think that as a trainer, it is our, our job to believe in someone I had a, a young man named Jay who came to me, and he had, he said, "Is anybody going to hear me? You know, I'm, I'm a big, a big guy. I'm overweight. I'm African American. Who wants to hear what I have to say?" And I, I said to him, "If you have the goods, you really can do this, and I'm going to believe in you until you're ready to believe in yourself." And I kept after him because he kept. Quitting. He, just, he would say, no, well, never mind. I'll just go back to teaching high school. And finally got him to the point where he had enough success. He walked out on stage. I, I helped him with one particular speech and watched him walk out on stage. And the audience leapt to their feet in a standing ovation when he finished. And the expression mm-hmm. on his face as he took in that applause made me smile so hard my cheeks hurt this is is why I do what I do you could tell I get kind of excited about this this is why I do what I do is to help people realize that success and that they're really changing people's lives and he's now uh, in Europe touring around Europe and presenting all over the place he's uh He's someone I'm so proud of, and it took, but it took him three years to get up the nerve to put himself out there, and I just hung with it. So that is the success objection, is that it can be done, and it's not overnight. You know, to be honest, it's not, it's, you, you can't do it mm-hmm. overnight. It does take practice, but once you put the time in, then you have it forever, um, another performer analogy, if you think of Beyonce or Tina Turner, who I'm a big fan of Tina Turner, and she's out there, she doesn't do a different, a different concert every place she goes. She keeps her concert the same and just changes the audience. And people who've heard her before will come back and hear her again because they're going to hear different things. And I just gave a speech last week, and there were three people who had heard this. This was actually their third time hearing my speech. And they come back and back because they say, oh, I heard different things this time. I heard different things. 
and uh, and two of them are now working with me. It took them hearing me three times, but that's the other thing is you get out there and you get known for a signature speech that sells. And it's not just the it's not just the people who are going to sign up there on the spot, but the people who are going to say, hmm, interesting, and they go away and think about it, and maybe they come back and hear you again, and then they sign up. And so yeah. it behooves you to have a speech that's going to really hold hearts and that you can deliver in the most authentic, compelling, and powerful way. Um, and I get into that, again, presence and projection. I told you the story of my friend Mary and, and how when she got the presence, when she, got, when she went into good presence, she made $8,000 from that three minutes. And in projecting, it's also a way of project yourself into the seats of the people, of, into the hearts of your listeners. And what do they really want? One of the things also, uh, we all have our moments of getting nervous. Uh, I had a signature speech that I did for my nonprofit, and after about doing it for about four years, I did an event in New York, and one of my former colleagues from the Metropolitan Opera came, sat in the front row, and suddenly I couldn't do it anymore. I totally, I froze because I was thinking, what is she going to think about me? That's one of the things that, that stage fright will do to you is it pops you back into your head and you're by definition not communicating because you're so overwhelmed by the voices in your head. That I don't know about you, Marnie, but um, I don't have a voice. I have a whole choir. So when the <laughs> choir is, is yelling at me, it's hard to do that. And what I have to remember is it's about them. And if I think of the program that I'm going offering, the, the wisdom that I am going to offer as, as a cake that I baked, and all those people are guests at my dinner party, that I can look back at them and I can think, welcome to my party. You are going to love what I've got for you. You are going to so love this. And when I put myself into that mode, then I'm doing it for them. And I'm trying not to, not to think about whether I'm going to make a sale or not. I'm thinking about what do they need? How can I help them? What can I give them? And that is when I get the best, best results. That's when people say, oh, she's talking to me. I've got to do this. So... Um, I remember a, yeah. a conference I was speaking at, and the first session, the first session I spoke at was um, standing room only. It was so well received. It was probably one of my biggest wins ever, as far as a new younger speaker, and it was just a high, super high. But then I had to do the same presentation about two hours later, and. Um, and by that time, I had completely fallen apart, Elizabeth. I, had, I, I was 
I was just overwhelmed with how well it had gone and how people had received it and the book sales and, you know, all that kind of things afterwards. And by the time I got to the second one, I was just a basket case and I really couldn't do it. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting to hear that you gave that speech four years and still had something like that happen to you. And I, I totally agree with you that that kind of response happens when we kind of get in our head too much and it becomes about me again somehow. You know, mm-hmm. instead of being yep. for them, it's, it's back to th- me thinking about me. <laughs> and that's not a good place to be. I, I like how you're talking about, you know, getting this speech so, so well down that it just comes naturally that you can do it. It, it flows out from you. But it's interesting that even with that, um, you know, it, 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 can get, uh, it can get shook yep. up once we get into the wrong position in our own heart as we're beginning to present. You know, we have to stay in the right position that we're here, we're here well, for the benefit. That's why we came. And it happens to us all. Everybody yeah. screws up. So it's, a, and, and, and I always think of this as a wake-up, a wake-up call. It's like, oh, okay, stop taking it for granted. Pay attention. Uh, you know, it's like having a near miss on the highway. And you go, oh, okay, <laughs> right. I, I bet these, these are little warnings that God drops in our path to say, hello, wake up. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't take mm-hmm. it for granted. Don't go on automatic. Um, and, and really, the thing that, that this really goes to, I know you've got a, you were just advertising a book in the last break about the flow through letting God flow through you. Right. And mm-hmm. my... The best part of my life is when I see a speaker walk out on stage and they're not thinking about the words and they're not thinking about, about what to do with their hands or any of that because we've done all right. that. We've got the craft down. And That's they're the free practice. to be a channel. <laughs> yeah, to be a channel. And then the other part of that, the reason why you need the craft is because if you let God flow through you un, like direct, direct from the universe or source or whatever you want to call it, you would be, you'd blow them away. At, it'd be like hitting people with a fire hose. So our skill and art and craft as speakers is to channel that message in a way so that instead of being a fire hose, it might be part, sometimes it might be a waterfall. Sometimes it'll be, parts of your speech will be a cool glass of water on a hot day. And parts of your speech will be a line of liquid that's so fine, you can etch a beautiful design on a plate of silver. And that is the craft of communicating as a speaker as a singer, as an actor, as a writer, any of that. It's applying all that craft. That's, that's what gets me up every morning. I love that. And I love how it's come out all throughout this training here today that, you know, it, it's critical to not expect to just fall out of bed and be able to do this for us to just remember that, first of all, there's, there's work that goes into preparation into um, paying our dues at the beginning, into 
you know, uh, practicing, a lot of practicing and honing lot of and uh, perfecting. You know, how much, how much time, and maybe just in about a minute here, answer, how much time do you spend on the patterns of speech? Do you spend a lot of time working on phraseology? Well, I'm a word geek, word geek so yes, I've spent a lot of time uh, mm-hmm. crafting, editing, tweaking, and often you don't know if something's really going to work until you've said it out loud. So it seems fine mm-hmm. on the page, and then you get up and you say it out loud, and you, you go, ooh, something's missing. Um, yep. I think there are people who can write it perfectly first time around. I can't. I have to polish, 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 polish. Yeah, there there might be, but I haven't met many either. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think practice, pra- you know, they say practice uh, practice makes perfect, and it just does get better with time. And I always think God loves body like he likes us to work together. Elizabeth, uh, this hour has flown by. You have a wonderful website called ElizabethBachman.com, your name. If people go over there, what are they going to find there? They will find, uh, they will find on the upper right-hand corner a free gift which is called the Star Maker's Secrets for Speakers. And it's a series of short, useful emails. Some are video, some are text, that will come in about once a week. And they give you, they'll give you one tip per week. Every week or so, and they'll give you just one thing. It's everything from why you shouldn't have a latte right before you speak or why you shouldn't wear uh, you shouldn't wear a new outfit first time around to speaking from the heart or how to mold your speak or how to remind yourself to smile i have a great tip for remind how to remember to smile if you are the kind of person who forgets which i have done <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome so and then you also do offer speakers yeah and you do offer some programs over there as well. I offer several programs. There's all sorts of things they can find, programs, uh, lists of the things I speak about, various interviews, interviews for authors, uh, tips for authors, tips for speakers, uh, all sorts of tips for just stepping out, even if you're not a speaker, just how to step into your power. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole range of things. And a little bit about how opera, why opera matters, why it's related to public speaking. So you get some uh, pictures of me directing Luciano Pavarotti, looking very serious. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Very good. Well, thank you, my dear. This hour has flown by. I've had so much fun just picking your brain on this topic and learned a lot. So thank you for being here. Oh, great. Thank you. And you guys want to go over and check out Elizabeth's website. It is Elizabeth Bachman, E-L-I-Z-A-B, or B-E-T-H, Bachman, B-A-C-H-M-A-N.com, ElizabethBachman.com. Thank you for being here. always love sharing my Wednesday afternoons with you. And for those of you who listen to the archives or on the um, syndicate station, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.